before you knew it, it was now the marching orders for our team. And people were so enthused. Like we had to, we had to go up five peaks on a mountain and that I would, when I felt like the energy was low, I would start chanting it out. And it's crazy. The whole team, all 75 of us would start chanting it wherever you stop that, wherever you stop. Once we came back to meet you, you would join in the chants and everybody felt so connected doing that, that I remember everybody was like, yo, like, I, I, I don't know what you, where you got that from. If Hello and welcome to another incredible episode of Music and Nostalgia. It is I, your host, Dakbo, and I'm here to share with you another awesome episode. This time we're going to go down a different path, but still the same road, right? You know, different lane, same, same road, however you want to call it. Uh, today we're going to look at a song. Let me give you the song first, right? Um, the song that we're going to be traveling down memory lane with, or at least exploring, is Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And it's been done by several people, right? Several artists have done it. It's been used in so many different ways. Um, it's also been used in scores and, and stuff for muse, movies and TV shows. So today I wanted to explore that song because that song has been in my head for quite a few days and I thought it'd be appropriate to bring it. And here's why, right? It's really, really because of the movie that I watched back in 2000 um, that was just amazing to me. It was chuck full of uh, actors that I just loved their work then before they were even really big for some of them and some that I got to appreciate their work afterwards. So it was just a really dynamic movie for me. But that that song just really, it just uh, was the hook for me. Oh, well, it's okay, I'm cheating a little bit. This episode, I'm gonna talk about a one song and then two chants, even though one of them was an actual song. It was really, I've only ever really known it as a chant. So just roll with me here. Follow me on this path here as we go down this trip to explore the movie, Remember the Titans, touching really on Ain't No Mountain High Enough. So first off, let me give you a little something. I'm sure, you know, if if, if you're living in, in this world, you've heard the song one way or another. It's probably been sampled in ways that you appreciate it. But for those of you that don't know, right? Um, the song uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough was written by Ashford and Simpson. It was one of those, you know, moments that they experienced walking, walking around in Manhattan in New York and wrote the song. And I mean, they shopped it out to a few artists. The very first I, that I believe they worked with for that song was actually uh, on a collabo deal where the Supremes and the Temptations were doing a project together. And Diana Ross and Dennis Edward came together to work on, on, on this song because Dennis Edwards is who replaced um, uh, David Ruffins from The Temptation. So, so just that was where it started. But I'm most familiar, and for several reasons, I'm most familiar with the Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell uh, version, or it's Tammy Terrell. Tammy Terrell. 
I'm most familiar with that that version. However, every time I hear it, I still think, why do I hear Diana Ross? Not that she's the one singing it, but it always brings me back to the fact that Diana Ross sang it. So, you know, just because growing up, I you know my parents love 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 Motown and and a lot of music from that era. So I I got to hear it so much growing up. Um, so it it really was a dynamic part of my journey growing up. And then the year 2000 came came along. Let me tell you first off, right? Let me look at the movie. Um, the movie, Remember the Titans, was just so fire for several reasons, right? I went to high school in Decatur, Georgia. The movie was actually filmed all over Atlanta. Uh, like we recognized the school that, you know, we were like, oh man, I recognize that's Druid Hill, you know, like because, you know, it was part of, you know, DeKalb County. So we knew the, the areas, right? We, we recognized some things, especially when it was mentioned to us, it became easier to recognize like, oh, that's why I recognize that. Um, so Remember the Titans was so fire for several reasons, right? Because it came out in the fall of 2000. Um, and I remember that song was just blaring because there's a scene where they're in the locker room clowning around and they start singing that and boom it just becomes this theme throughout the throughout the entire movie because when you think about the message behind the song it's like i don't care how high the challenges are how deep the 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 obstacles may be or how wide uh we're spread away from whatever our goal is that you know it can't stop me right from getting to my goal from getting to my desire and that song really speaks to the path that anybody who's on a journey would like to take like it, it will spark look politicians use it in their campaign journeys and you see it because it just speaks to the desire to overcome right such a beautiful magnificent song but let me flip it over back to the movie remember the titans I, and i remembered so vividly uh that you know since it came out in the fall i was already a student at mercer university i talk about mercer university quite a bit because i i really have some beautiful friends and family that I've, I've gone to to build relationships with uh from that campus that you know we met in 2000 for a majority of us and to this day 20 plus years later we're still incredible friends so a lot of stories really come from that you know because there's a relationship and there's history there well we go to see the movie and Mercer used to do this one thing where we had Mercer movie night and you could go see whatever movie they had on the lineup for a dollar at the theater. Uh, we only had one movie theater down in Macon. So at the theater. So we go to uh, to watch the movie and I went to college with uh, a few other people that I, you know, that I went to high school with uh, two others in particular that I was classmates with so we you know matriculated through high school together and then ended up being at, in college together so it was just such a dynamic uh, move like it just it just brought us together so we went to go see the movie and because we we're fresh out of high school uh we were athletes uh while we were in school um i was a wrestler i played soccer so i had a letterman jacket and it happened to be that the uh the school in the movie uh tc williams high school were titans and their color was maroonish and white which was also my colors for my school and we were titans so what do you think we did when we went to go watch the movie 
Yep, you said it. Yes, absolutely. We went to see the movie in our socks. So we had tightened socks that we had somebody make for us while we were, you know, so the team had matching socks. We had white and maroon. So we went wearing one white, one maroon sock with Titan written down the, down, uh, the sock. And then we went with our Titan t-shirt. And then we went with our Letterman jackets, which was all emblazoned with Titans all over it. So folks were probably looking at us like, hold up, what's going on here? Is this their school? Like, it, But we were so committed to it that we went to that and we were singing our fight song, which I'll get to in a minute. I won't go into it. I might mess some words up. But I know we went there with every bit of our pride. We were so elated, excited, ecstatic. You name any of those words that show pride and enthusiasm, we had them because we were at a movie where we got to experience what could be envisioned in that moment as our school. Even though, even though at the time we went there, it was majority black. Like we weren't, you know, we weren't fighting the battles that they faced in the movie. But we went to that movie with such vigor that after the movie was over, one, it was fire. It was an amazing movie. But we sat, we hung out in the parking lot, just clowning, talking about, oh, did you see? I remember Baker, right? Um, my boy Baker was so fire. Like he was wearing shorts, uh, pulled up his socks extra high and was wiling out i mean like he was he was just like any one of us was emotionally attached to the movie my boy chris rest in peace was there with us too rocking it out we even had folks from other dekalb county schools rocking with us like you know teeth was there you know you had dewan and you had jamar and you know it was a moment where we could now just kind of rub it in each other's face because we would rib each other about different things like oh you know marching band and all of that stuff and they clowned us about that they're like yeah 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 yeah, that's y'all school but did you see that marching band they suck i mean and and you know they did but that's not the point it was about the football team but it was also about something else that I got to learn while watching this movie. Um, you know, I came to the United States a few years prior, and up until that point, I still didn't really understand. And till, to, till this day, I'm still learning so much about uh, racial tensions and racism and discrimination. Because uh, I would look at certain things and just think, oh, okay, and kind of brush it off and ignore it, not honor the moment and understand that there was something there to handle or to be dealt with. Um, so it was an awareness thing for me. And I got to see it from a perspective of watching the movie and seeing things at that time that I just thought, oh, it's just pretty random and regular, right? Like folks not wanting to play on the same team or folks not wanting to sit together or, you know, parents not wanting a kid their kid to mix with somebody else's kid so i looked at those things in the past and thought well okay these are preferences that people had but there was nothing beyond just that preference on the surface but i got to learn a lot you know and when uh when you look at the movie there are several characters several actors first off you know the great uh denzel washington unc if you're watching this you know we see you right 
Denzel Washington was a significant player. He was the coach. He came into a school where somebody, a white coach was supposed to be leading the team. And then it was, they, they got a switcheroo and then he was put in place. And now there was that tension of swapping roles and then finding ways to try to knock him off the totem pole and, and knock him out of coaching and, you know, basically end his job, his career there. And there were so many things that they played out. Now, I've heard versions that said, you know, well, it, okay, so it's a Hollywood movie, right, first off. So we know they're going to embellish it. They have to dramatize it. They have to give us the feel of sitting on the edge of our seat. We know in real life, we're not seeing these moments for just the dramatic moments. We're going through each moment as we journey in life as a part of our day to day. You don't see the end from the point you're in. You don't know if, you know, you keep working out, you'll get, you'll get the shape you want. But you trust that if you continue on the journey, you'll get better than you were yesterday, right? But that's what that's what you don't see in real life. But of course, they condense it, shape it, you know, flip it around to make it sound good, look good, feel good for the movie. And that's what that's what Hollywood does. That's you know, so we expect that. However, when you look at all the tensions, whether or not it was actually happening in that moment in real life back then or if it was something they fabricated to it to to enhance the conversation of what was going on to 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 uh to intensify the need to keep watching right because if it was if it was just an regular everyday today type thing most probably people probably wouldn't watch it well with this movie they did a great job of getting us to see all of the drama see all the tension and you know, they flipped when things happened around just to give us a real feel for you know what the movie would feel like and you know if you packed everything really tight so that's what i really appreciated about the movie now if you have if you have not seen the movie um i hope me talking about it because i i'm you know if you haven't seen it now it's been 22 years so uh, if I drop a plot line, yeah, you kind of like, you, yeah, I can't help you, right? Because <laughs> 22 years. If you weren't born in that, when, if you were just born within that 22-year window, I implore you to go watch the movie. One, because it's just cinematically, it's just exciting to watch. Um, but also, Denzel, um, you have, you, you have, uh, uh oh gosh i'm drawing a blank on names i can remember the characters because i'm thinking in in the in the in the mode of the movie except for denzel right but you know so you have coach boone you have coach yos you have Jul uh julius which by the way so um what tripped me up about him is that so i remember seeing him in a movie way back in the early 90s like mid 90s right where um, playing basketball, street ball, and all of that. And then all of a sudden, here he is, like six years later, seven years later, and he's playing a high school kid. I was like, yo, like, how's this? I went, I literally went to go check him up the other day online. Cause I was like, no, I know brothers gotta be like 50. And he's right, like 51, 52, or something like that. So it blew my mind that, yo, he was playing, he was playing this young cat in in 2000 I, I you know i was fooled out i thought he was he was a high school kid but what was remarkable remarkable about the movie too is there's so many quotable lines from this movie right like ah uh, you're killing me pd you're killing me 
How many feet do are there in a, in a mile? How many feet? I could go on with line after line after line. It's so quotable, so dynamic. There's so many scenes that people have played out and utilized in different ways because it was just such a touching movie. So for me, it really exposed me some, to some visuals of racial tension in the framework of how it affects a people in an, in an environment in a, in, a, in, a, in a really tight time frame, right? It, it exposed me that to that, but it also showed me on the flip side what, what teamwork looks like, how you overcome some of these obstacles, right? It's by not uh, separating yourselves. It's by learning from each other, learning about each other and working through the challenges together. Uh, and allowing each other to face those challenges together. I learned a lot of those things because I had the opportunity to sit there and see the framework in which they put it in. And it was so great to see that because I learned so much about it. And remember, if we go back to the song now, um, we can think of uh, some of the lyrics like, uh, uh, um, ain't no mountain high enough, ain't no valley low, uh, ain't no river wide enough to keep me from you, right? Um, Cause baby, there ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. Ain't no river wide enough to keep me from getting to you, babe. Right? Like it was just, I mean, it was a bop. Like still a bop. You hear it now and you still, you still got to move to it. Cause it's, you know, with the words mean so much still like it's not seasonal it doesn't matter the time of year or the phase of your life we're always as long as we're always elevating there's always that desire to fight our way through to the other side or you know travel through to the other side um i've heard some people don't like the fight but you know to navigate through right either way you still got to face resistance there's friction there so that song just really touches so many, so many uh, powerful nerves and it just, it's so inspiring. So now I do have to say something else about the chance songs that I was really inspired by, right? So the first one I'm gonna go with is uh, Na Na, Hey Hey, Goodbye, right? Na 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 Na, Na 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 Na, Hey. Did you say goodbye? I bet you did, right? That, you know, I didn't even know that the whole song, right? But I forever in life have always heard that part. It's been used. I remember as an athlete, we would do that when we were playing the opposite team and they were they were starting to lose. We would we would start the chant. And it was so good to see them utilize it in the in the in the in the movie. And it was, it was, it was great, you know, the points where they used it and how they used it. They used it when they were coming back home uh from camp in the movie and they use it when uh Bertier uh one of the athletes that was in a car accident had passed away and and that was one of those unifying songs that they utilized to really kind of show their emotions and 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 also take us on the journey of how they felt because the intonation the vibe the energy they sang it with made a difference it spoke to where they were in those moments and so i just love that because i know i remember being an athlete coming back utilizing uh songs and for me when i was a, an athlete in high school uh coming back like one of the things that um particularly my wrestling team because i had more road trips with them uh than than say when i was a soccer player um but on our trips every time we came back from a match no matter what it was 
we always utilized our school fight song. And it was always all the way turned up. Like we, it was, I remember joining the team and the first time we had an away meet um, and um, on our way back, we rare, we rarely lost. Like matter of fact, we didn't lose as a team um, very often. Like it was rare. When I say rare, we might have lost a few matches but yeah, we were we were taking our team to the state tournaments just about every year I was there, right? So every time we came back, part of our tradition was to sing, may we always boast as we sing a toast to maroon and white evermore, right? We sang the whole thing. I was afraid to go on because I might've forgot some words there, but <laughs> you know the feeling, right? And we were singing it at the top of our lungs so much pride and there is where i started to have a love and appreciation for the school because now i was building relationships with my team because up until that point outside of those moments i was always an outsider so that was the bridge for me just like that song was for them every time they sang it it was a bridge for them it brought them to a point it it it, it pulled them through a challenge right and it got them over to the other side. So I always loved hearing that every single time that we sang it. And even now, if I was to go to a, a, a game for my school, I can guarantee I'm gonna hear it. And when I do, the whole body is gonna go up in, in song with it. So that was always something that I loved. Now, one more thing, it's a chant. It's not a song, it's a chant. But I gotta go through this one really quickly for you guys, just to show you. I told you this one is packed. Like you guys are gonna have to like pause it at some point and, and go gather some information. But this one is an unofficial, I don't even know if you can find it anywhere, but in the movie. Um, and it's when their their entry into the game, they say, coach, we gonna do it. We gonna, we wanna warm up a different way. And so they come in and they're and they're like rocking and rolling and and um and uh, and it's the and they and they start with, oh my gosh, where's I, I they start with something and then they 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 line up there on the field and they go everywhere we go people want to know people want to know who we are so we tell them we are the titans we are the titans mighty mighty titans right and they went through that whole thing and i promise you for life it used to fire me up, like just watching it. Like we immediately took to that, like me, Baker, Chris, and we just took to that and it became a part of our, our natural chant. Like when we were together, it was guaranteed that if we wanted to hype up, we were using that. Now, fast forward a few years, it was so ingrained in me that I went for a, a retreat um, with, um, there's a, there's a, a motivational speaker, author, um, uh, at least back in the early 2000s when he was hosting some events we you know he would have and he had um a warrior camp or something like that and we went to one of his things and you know it was over 300 people i knew nobody there on the way there and i was nervous because i was like yo like i'm going all the way to vancouver from atlanta not knowing a soul um i don't know how uh, <laughs> nervous right i wasn't you know just imagine what possibilities could be crossing your mind at that very moment but i was committed to it and i decided i would go i went to the on that trip 
And I remember thinking, geez, like, how am I going to connect with people? You know, I'm not shy, but, you know, I'm not that blah out there guy, right? I, you know, I kind of ease into connections, right? So I was, I was really nervous about that. Well, they split us into four teams. It was 400, I mean, 300 people. So divided into four teams. So that's about what, 75 people per team. Um, and there are people of all varying backgrounds, careers, uh, age groups. And so I was, I was right there in the younger part of it, you know, cause I was in my twenties and here I am in groups with people in their fifties, sixties. I believe there was somebody even older. Um, and so we had to come up with a team name. We had to come up with, uh, with kind of our, our, our mantra that we would go by and out of nowhere, you know, one day, like not, it wasn't the first day, it wasn't the second day. Oh, we were out there for five days, but somewhere along the way we started, we had to face some challenges. And I remember chanting this and having everybody chant along with me. And before you knew it, it was now the marching orders for our team and people were so enthused like we had to we had to go up five peaks on a mountain and that i would when i felt like the energy was low i would start chanting it out and it's crazy the whole team all 75 of us would start chanting it wherever you stopped at wherever you stopped once we came back to meet you you would join in the chants and everybody felt so connected doing that that i remember everybody was like yo like I, I I don't know what you where you got that from if you have if you have something that you know that that's some team that you're a part of but we love it and it became the marching order for our team matter of fact we had other teams now trying to create some kind of a chant I wish I'd created it or come up with something but I didn't you know I just borrowed it from this movie but it was that ingrained in me that I stuck with it and I utilized it in that moment and uh please remember the Titans Disney don't come after me because it wasn't recorded so y'all can't do nothing right but it was a beautiful experience man and and when you think about it ain't no mountain high enough is where we started right and then whatever obstacles and challenges that I faced, I always utilize some of the stories, some of the experiences from other people to help me through. And thinking about some of the things that they told about in the movie, Remember the Titans, I utilize some of those uh, messages to grow myself, to overcome some challenges. You know, we learn from other people's um, um, overcoming a challenge or we have to go uh, learn it on our own. So why not use other people's stories? It's great when we can learn from other people and circumvent some of the challenges. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, shorten our, the distance to our goal. It doesn't remove all obstacles, but it certainly guides us when we are in an obstacle to know, Hey, I may have fallen into a challenge here, but it's not over yet. There's still the other side. So that's what I'm sharing here with you guys. No matter what your obstacles are, no matter what you're feeling doubt in, you know, it's we're in the second month of the year right now. And if you feel like, hey, I'm not reaching my goals, I'm not getting where I need to go. You know, if you're planning things out for like for the for the year and you're like, oh, gosh, I'm off by a month and, and a, a half now. How do I do it? Don't worry about how what you missed already. Look at where you are and set another goal, reset your goal, refocus your energy and say, I'm starting from now, right? I'm starting from today. Forget what happened yesterday. If, if it happened, learn from it, adjust and recalibrate, move forward with all intentions because your goal 
can only shrink when you take small bites at it. Treat it like the elephant. The only way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. Don't go for the entire tusk. Don't go for the trunk. Just go one bite at a time. Reach for your goals and trudge for it. But do something every single day. Because no matter what it is, ain't no mountain high enough. Ain't no valley low enough. And ain't no river wide enough to keep you away from your destination. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of Music and Nostalgia. I'm so excited to be with you guys today. Uh, this being uh, the month of February, really excited to be celebrating Black History Month and uh, telling some stories that hopefully mean something to you on your journey. Uh, because I know that no matter where we are or no matter where we're going, we're going to face challenges. We're going to have obstacles. But the joy is truly in the journey. Thank you for joining me. Make sure you subscribe, share, and like this, this episode and all the others as well. Um, thank you. Looking forward to having you on the next episode. Peace.